You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Welcome back. You're with us, and Pastor Jonathan's been gone all week. He's back with me, I'm which back. is nice. I'm back. Always good to see him in the office. Always good to see him by the door. Say, hey, what's up? What's the good word? You yeah. know, I don't just do wisdom of the day on this podcast. I have a tendency to asking. Numerous people throughout the week. What's the wisdom of the day? You're asking me right now. No, I'm not. I'm oh, letting I everyone know though. that it's not a show I just do for the podcast. Yes. Is that Yeah, every single day, pretty much every person who comes in contact with at the office. <laughs> that sounds like it's really <laughs> awkward. What's the wisdom of the day? Of John, the day? I just wanted to ask how your day was. Hopefully it's more organic John, let than let me that. drink my LaCroix in peace. I have a wisdom of the day. Love to hear it. As would the yeah, something listeners. Something I learned from my, for, I was out of town. I was at a conference and it was very beneficial to me and my team. And one thing I learned there was two things. I'll tell you two things. Your availability is your ministry. That came from a lead pastor, lead worship pastor. His name is Travis Doucette. So he's talking about making yourself, making yourself available before services, after services, throughout the week. And even if you're not like working in a church, just in life, your availability is your ministry. Could you say availability is similar to the margin that you leave in your life? Yeah, the margins. You've Come talked on. about margins. Maybe you should do a podcast on giving if you haven't already done one on that. Yeah, you know. We're going to leave that as a taste for you. You're wondering what I'm talking about with the margin. Yeah, you'll have to, you'll have to find out. Yeah, um, and then the, the last one was um, buried anger is buried alive. So he's talking about problems on teams, um, not letting them fester. You get angry at somebody, angry at something, and you bury that down, and you think that it'll just go away. You've buried it alive, and it's crawling and, and digging its way back out. So you got to address things when they're small so they don't blow up. Um, fairly simple concept, but hard to execute. Yes, absolutely. All right. Thank you. We He's kinda... ready in season and out of season, <laughs> folks, to give wisdom. I am spearheading this episode, and I want to continue on the thought of what we talked about this last week. Th faith. We're going to talk about faith. Faith. Uh, fe in español. I don't sí. know how to say it in any other languages other than English and Spanish. Fe in Spanish. F-E. F-E. That's nice. But last time we made the uh, comparison to a perro which is a dog, another way to say uh, dog in Spanish is perro. Um, but, it, no, I think I'm saying it wrong. I think you got to roll your R's on that. I think it's perro. This other one is uh, but, correct? Perro is but. So perro is perro. dog. Two perro. R's. You got to roll them R's perro. for the dog. Si. And we said it was rough faith and listen to that one if you didn't listen to it, but it was all about comparing your faith to a puppy and how it should grow to a dog that really can protect and provide for you yeah. and the connections there. I really hope that made sense, but I wanted to continue with yeah. the thought <laughs> on faith. Your face faith. should be a Tibetan Mastiff. That sounds like a cool dog. That's like one of the biggest intense dominating dogs that there is. Yeah. Look it up. It looks like a lion. That would be cool. Yeah. I want to do that. Tibetan Master. Tibetan Master Faith. I'm going to rename your podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's funny. But I wanted to bring this up before I get into the podcast and the subject of faith. Have you ever dealt with things that normally work, but sometimes they like crash on you, like when you're trying to work on them or you're trying to get the benefit or the intended purpose out of something, but then it just doesn't work? 
That for, seems to happen to me on a regular basis. That's almost job security for that's me. That's like the tech church. support. You are yeah. the tech guy <laughs> and it happens all the time uh-huh. with the worship department and the different departments that you lead. I also experience it even when I'm getting ready for a podcast or a teaching. I have Word. I know a lot of people use Google Docs these days. I still type a lot in Word. Mm-hmm. If you're an Apple guy, you're in Pages. I've been I've been slowly migrating to Pages only because when I've been teaching, I teach on an iPad, and it's a lot easier to migrate things onto my iPad if it's already on Pages. Yes, I do not teach off an iPad. I print off my notes. And I have an older computer with probably an older software of Microsoft. And I'll get three quarters of the way. Sometimes it'll like unexpectedly crash and lose everything that I was typing out. And that's just a bummer. And I remember when I was a kid, would you ever play Nintendo 64? And then sometimes the cartridges wouldn't work and you'd like bend them. You blow in them, which apparently they looked into really has no effect. If there's like dust or lint. They said blowing really didn't help. Really? I looked it I up. I know that internet. pulling the lint out of the charge port of your iPhone directly affects the charge. Yes. And if you're having sound issues, sometimes those little holes <laughs> are clogged. Yes. But back to my point. Yeah, we'd bend it. It would just crash on you. But sometimes I feel like our faith crashes on us. And you're like, man, that was working for me. What's gotten wrong to where my faith isn't working right now? And I just want to present some ideas. I want to have a discussion with you, Pastor Jonathan, that hopefully helps us and the listener. And I'm going to go to the Bible. Great place to go. Good. If you're going to talk about faith. Solid. (laughs) Solid. Uh, Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. But Christ is the word. Where do I get that? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm about to sneeze. He's fighting his sneeze and he's <laughs> writhing in his chair and it's really distracting. I'm good. <laughs> okay, great. Wow. So James. So the book of James is interesting because James was not the disciple James, like uh, Peter, James, and John. I used to think it was. So did I. But it's not. It's Jesus's half brother. Yes. It's Mary and Joseph's son. James. He came out swinging. If you read the book of James. He came out swinging, but another interesting thing about him is that he didn't actually become a believer until Jesus' resurrection. Wow. He didn't believe his own brother. He didn't. Well, you you read the stories. Like He comes with his mom, like, come back home. And then they're making fun of him. Like, when are you going to go to Jerusalem, Jesus? All this stuff. But he ends up becoming the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And Peter... You kind of can read and ask, defers to him on insight on what they should do with disagreements between the Gentile church and how they should handle things. He becomes a really reputable guy in the early church, James, and his book is in the Bible. So here's James 4, 1 through 4. Says, do you know where your fights and arguments come from? Talk about swinging. He's he's going yeah, right there. Fights and arguments. They come from the selfish desires that make war inside of you. You want things, but you don't get them. So you kill and are jealous of others, but you still cannot get what you want. So you argue and fight. You don't get what you want because you don't ask God. Or when you ask, you don't receive anything because the reason you ask is wrong. You only want to use it for your own pleasure. Then he goes into this. It gets just even more intense, you could say. You people are not faithful to God. I'm shouting it because there's an exclamation point after that. You should know that loving what the world has is the same thing as hating God. So anyone who wants to be friends with the evil world becomes God's enemy. What translation is that? I don't have it down. It's a good one. It kind of sounds like NLT. I was thinking it's NLT. 
You're James. you're a big fan of the I New Living Translation. I, Your I, printed I, Bible that you carry around with you is an NLT translation. Yes, it is a great Bible. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so a you couple, know what I mean. So he, I think he's stating why your faith may be crashing here. He says, "Hey, you ask things and you're not getting them. What's the first reason? You don't even ask." Right. So that that's kind of like duh. Like you yeah, have not just because you're staying not. in the realm of belief and thinking that you want something. But, but you're not asking for it. Once you become mature enough and you're talking to God, praying to God, having a relationship with him, I think what is the defeater and the failing of your faith has more to do with selfishness. And even for me, it has to do with selfishness. We yes. get selfish with things and we realize that our faith is only going one direction and that's inward towards us. Mm. Instead of outward to God and then it hits God like a prism and goes out in different ways mm. to the world. So what I want to compare it faith to today is 3d glasses. Okay. okay. And I'm calling it 3d faith. All right. We got rough faith. <laughs> you got rough faith? rough faith. You got puppy dog faith. And then you put your 3d, the dog, <laughs> you put your 3d glasses on and you're seeing that dog in 3d. But what I mean by that is to guard against the failed application of our faith where it's not working for us because we're becoming selfish, mm. we should have 3D faith that really causes faith to not just sit on the pages of the Bible, but jump off the page and into our actually lived lives. What I mean by that is not three-dimensional, but three-directional faith. Okay. Faith that goes in three directions. Nice. Because I think that's what hurts our faith so much is because it's all about our and our own personal experience instead of using our faith for other people. So first off, the first direction I think our faith should go is towards our family. What has our faith caused in our own family? So if you actually have a wife and children, you can definitely apply this to your family. If you're a kid and you, your parents, you can believe well, God for things in your parents. I know there are times where my parents had difficulties in certain areas and we're dealing with some stuff. And I remember seeking God and believing God and standing on God's word for them and him leading me to how to bless them. It's interesting. Sometimes he leads you how to sow and give financially to support and honor somebody and how that God can use that to support your own family. I remember mm -hmm. another example of having faith for my family. When my brother, little brother, we call him Ponch. Actually, no one really calls him Ponch anymore. I'm one of the only people that still call him Ponch. If I saw him, I'd probably call him Ponch. Now, the way he got that name, Ponch, some of you know Ponch, some of you don't, but I'll give you a little insight into Ponch. The reason Ponch got the name Ponch was because he had such an aggressive personality that he reminded my dad of Pancho Villa, <laughs> the uh, famed liberator of Mexico <laughs> with a 50 machine gun, uh, you know, wreath, yeah. I want to call it, but yeah, the ammunition, the ammunition belt. across yeah. the belt with a big hat, riding the horse. He had an attitude like Pancho Villa and it was bothering us <laughs> in the family. What's getting under punch. And we were just all getting frustrated. And I remember God telling me again, having faith, I'm like, God, what can I do for my brother? He said, you can sow the spirit and you'll reap life and peace, or you can keep giving them a hard time and so do the flesh and there can be death in that kind of relationship. And I remember it sounded like, wow, that sounds really simple, but just calling out things spiritually and and watching his behavior change and turn towards spiritual things. So first off, 
think about what the Bible says. First off, obviously, I don't want to negate this. Our faith should influence us. By faith, you are saved. So the first place faith should reach is yourself. But after that, the closest people in proximity to you are your family. Mm -hmm. Is your faith reaching your family? And I know there's different ways to do that, but first off, family. Faith that reaches our family. I don't know what that looks like for you, but that's a good one to go to. I would agree. I liked what you said, though, about sowing under the spirit or sowing to the flesh. And a lot of times we think about, like, when we say sow to the flesh, um, it, 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 gets taken, it gets taken both ways. So you would say, like, okay, if you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption and death. So it's like indulging in your own flesh. But you were taking that and applying it towards your brother. So you were really wanting to speak from your spirit to his spirit and address the yes. goodness in him. Yes. And instead of your flesh speaking out to his flesh. Exactly. Yeah. I like um, that. Yeah. I think of another Bible verse in second Corinthians. It says that we should know no one according to the flesh. Right. So it's like, you can only address the behavior that's going on in somebody's flesh and keep getting their fleshly behavior. I thought of this to be supportive of someone or to sometimes have provision for someone is to be provision for their life. So if you're going to sow and give provisionally in someone's life, you should have vision for people that they cannot yeah. even have for themselves. That's good. So that's good. Uh, that's family. And I bet the Holy Spirit's speaking to you on how you can believe him and have faith for your family. But the second one, so you, we're working on our family. I wouldn't say you get family mastered before you move on. To it's just one the of the three level. directions. It's the, one of the three directions. The one directions. that you are addressing first, it's not necessarily first in priority. Yeah. They all Well, my concern, and again, for me, not just for the listeners, is that we go, I'm going to master this one area and then I'll move on. But I think God is big enough and our spiritual life is big enough where he can work on multiple fronts at the same time. Man, maybe there's a season where he really puts on your heart, man, work on your family. But that doesn't mean you negate the world around you. So the next person or people group that I'd be talking about is those you work with or your friends. Those by you, those that are maybe on a similar plane as you. Those who are doing the podcast across the table from you. Come on. Thanks, brother. Yeah, uh, yeah your <laughs> friends. I remember for me, sometimes you have to have faith for friends. I think that's a big one. Some people Bringing them into your don't really, right ones. Yeah, don't yeah. really have friends. Loneliness is a huge problem in our society. Mm -hmm. We are more connected technologically, yeah. but as far as meaningful, deep relationships, very disconnected. I would agree. So we need to have faith to find friends, man. Would you rather have an earthly relationship or would you rather have a God ordained relationship? The latter. Yeah, that was a rhetorical question, <laughs> <laughs> but having faith to get friends and then how to be a friend, a real friend, a friend that sharpens yourself. Mm -hmm. I think you talked about this on the podcast. Did mm -hmm. you? Have you yeah, done friendship? A friend, yeah, that sticks closer so, than a brother. Exactly. That requires faith, man. Yeah. No greater love has anyone than this, than that he would lay down his life for a friend. For a friend. To have that kind of dedication wow. requires faith. But I remember when I was getting done with high school... I was here at New Creation Church. I was a vital part of the youth group. I was getting done with the youth group. As many 
youth students deal with when they get out of youth group. They're like, man, what do I do now? Where am I going? I didn't really know too many people in the young adult group. I thought I was going to go to Bible school. The people that I was really close to either went to college or went to Bible school. And I felt like I was by myself. And I remember first off getting a challenge because I was going to go on a mission trip. I guess you could call it like my senior trip after I was done with youth group, but I did a mission trip to Peru, but at youth camp prior to that trip. I remember the speaker saying, hey, I challenge you to get 12 people discipled next year. Shouldn't be that hard with the Holy Ghost. Finding Hmm. one person a month, pouring into them, getting them coming to church and getting them connected, 12 in a year. I've gone all over the country. No one has ever gotten 12 people discipled in a year. And I was, I was very receptive. My heart was open. I'm like, man, I want to start doing that. Okay. Yeah. And I wasn't even thinking about friends. I wasn't even thinking about anyone I could be really close to, but just wanting to take that challenge. So when I got back, I reached out to a couple people, but one of the persons that I was reaching out to, it was right before I started college here at CMC. I was staying here. Didn't really know too many people. Wasn't hanging out with anyone. And I went into a gas station and I saw this guy. And I knew he did cheerleading with my sister. Didn't know him. So I literally walk up to him as awkward as ever. Homeschooler out <laughs> of being homeschooled, about to go to a schoolroom experience for the first time since he was seven years old. He called just said, hey, I think I know you. You did cheerleading with my sister. It's a weird <laughs> way to start off a conversation. Probably embarrassing for him. He's like, well, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm related to Gracie. And he's like, oh yeah, I did do cheerleading. I'm like, well, my name's John. What's your name? Like I sounded like a preschooler. <laughs> he was like, my <laughs> name's John. What's your name? Yeah. He's like, my name's Eric. And I'm like, cool. Awesome. Um, are you going to CMC? He's like, yeah, I'm going to CMC. I'm like, what class are you going to? He said English comp one. I'm like, oh yeah, me too. At Spring Valley. Yeah. Tuesday mornings and Thursday mornings. Yeah. I'm like, we're in the same class. We should ride together. Like all that right up, straight up, probably way too forward. But I had a heart to fall after God and wanted to influence people. I think a lot of homeschoolers are socially awkward and that was very socially It was still awkward, Uh, but forward, forward awkwardness. Socially forward and awkward. (laughs) (laughs) But the interesting thing was he was kind of okay with it. And we ended up, you know, hanging out. He got connected to the young adult group. He rededicated his life. I prayed with him to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And to make a long story short, he was in my wedding. He was one of my groomsmen and we've maintained our friendship uh, through high times and low times. And God revealed to me, not only were you working for his salvation, but you were having faith for a friend in that process. So listen, for those that are with you, those that you see on a daily basis and to bring those into your life that you need on your life for support and mutual growing of your faith as a partnership in life, man, have faith for that and extend your faith towards that. That's good. We hear Pastor Mark talk about having four crazy friends, right? And that's out of the story about the the guy who was paralyzed and his friends. Was he paralyzed? Yeah. <laughs> Lowered him yes. through the roof when Jesus was teaching. That's um, good. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. So there so we have our family, those are with us. But what about those that are under us? You know, the followers or those that are younger than us. I prayed this out in prayer a couple of days ago, but I really believe everyone's called children youth and young adults. Everyone is called to it. Called to it. You're like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, John, but I I, I kind of feel like I disagree. But this is what I mean. Biblically in Titus, it says that the older should teach the younger. Oh, we're talking biblically. 
Okay. <laughs> I'll I agree. That, that's what you get out of this podcast. Real talk and just joking around, but also truth and wisdom. But do we have a heart? Have you asked God to give you someone under you? Man, even in a practical base, are you a really good mechanic? Do you have mechanical knowledge? I don't have mechanical knowledge. Maybe you need to take me under your wing so uh, <laughs> I can learn how to work on my car and save ourselves, uh, my family, some, some bills. Yeah. But listen, anything that you have should be passed down. Who are you going to pass it down to? Those that are under you, whether it's in pecking order in a hierarchical system of an organization or in age. So those that follow you, are you really showing them what you have learned and having faith for them to get to the level that you are? Because faith goes from faith to faith and glory to glory. It's always increasing. So not only should you have faith to get people to where you're at, but that they'll take it farther than you. I think a lot of people are in the boat of like, well, I have nothing to teach. It's like, what would I show somebody else? Sometimes I even ask myself that question. Really? You ask yourself that question? I have in the past. Man, I want to slap you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I think a really good practice is finding people that you trust and getting feedback from them about some of the qualities that you possess, you say, you know, what am I good at? What do you, what are some qualities you think that are in me that I should be showing to other people? That's great. Great um, question to ask. Great person to ask that too would be your pastor or somebody who's over you in authority. Mm -hmm. um, somebody who's close to you, parents, friends, ask those people. Sometimes it's really hard to see things in yourself and all you need is an outside perspective. Somebody, you know, with a little bit of a higher view, viewpoint, vantage point, and they can really help you. And then, once you find out those things, be aware of them on a daily basis. A lot of times I'm operating in something that would be a gift and a strength of mine that I could teach to somebody else, but I'm not really cognizantly aware of it at the time. Um, and then I think a few, a few podcasts ago, you talked about documenting, like I'm the kind of person who figures something out and then I can't tell you how I got there. So being aware of what you're doing, how you learned it and documenting the process, then you can pass it down. Um, that works really good with skills, but if it's like, here's the step-by-step -step process to how I became so humble, right? <laughs> it probably doesn't work that way. Um, but being aware of that stuff, if you don't know what it is, you don't know what your gifts and strengths are, then talk with somebody who has an outside perspective. To go back to one of the podcasts that you did recently about Ebenezer's and stones of mm -hmm. remembrance. The whole purpose yes. of that is sharing your faith yeah. with those that are under you. Right. And also, this is a means of demonstration. So it goes from head to heart in, in practicality. If you learn about healing, if you learn about prosperity, uh, it's great to believe for your own healing. It's great to believe for your own prosperity. But how about using that without mm -hmm. any selfish motivation for somebody yeah. else to get their healing, for somebody else to get Amen. their blessing? Glory to God. You don't want to disconnect a lot of people. I'm, I'm not saying this. We'll get to a spot where it's like, well, I'm not worthy. That person's worthy. So I can believe for them to have it. But what I'm saying is, man, you know what? I'm not going to get so stuffy and stale and frozen because I don't see movement in my life. I'm going to take a deep breath and then just believe for someone by me and help them through the process. I mean, I believe God, sometimes you'll get grace in your own process. If you get outside of your little box, you put yourself in or your faith in, put on your 3D glasses, mm -hmm. three directional glasses and look out and you're going to see your faith come to life. That's good, man. So those are the three. Yeah. Let me restate them. First off, your family, mm -hmm. man, are you believing something for your parents, for your, your siblings, for 
for your uh, wife, man, as a husband, I know yeah. there's things I can grow in and I could honor my wife by not getting it straight from my wife's mouth. You know, babe, just tell me what you want. Just tell me, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes I pressure like, what do you want me to do? I'll just do it. What if I heard it from God? She didn't even have to tell me about it. <laughs> and then I went and did it. Now I'm living a supernatural relationship with my wife. Is that available to us? Yes, it is. Man, the Holy Spirit said, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know and that are right. to come. I'd rather live a life and marriage designed by the Holy Spirit. Get things from God for all the relationships in my life and go, people go, how did you know that? How did you know I wanted that? And point him to God, not to me. That's good. Man. So first off, family. Secondly, friends, coworkers, those around us. Man, no greater love hath someone than to lay down his life for a friend, to live that kind of relationship, to draw friends in. You're going to need faith. And lastly, those that are following you. Well, I don't have anyone who follows me. I don't have anything I can share. I can't lead anyone on someone. Again, do not neglect your own faith. Live mm -hmm. a life within yourself. Have it real enough that you can actually lead them somewhere that you're going yourself. Paul had to be following Christ before he could say, follow me as I follow Christ. But since he was following Christ, he had more than enough foot to stand on to say, hey, I'm on a journey. Come with me. You don't have to be the destination. You just have to lead them to the destination. So three quick questions as we leave. First off, has my faith changed myself? So again, back to square one, not in importance, but in priority. Your faith has to change you. Look at your life. Does your life make, and does my life make complete sense without faith in God? Because if it does, then I'm living <laughs> below what God wants for me, yeah. below what is available to me. And a lot of times we could say, man, it would look pretty similar if I didn't go to church on Sunday. And if I didn't say a good night prayer, mm. God isn't a big part of my day. Okay. Allow God to change your day and your life. Yeah. Your life should have a lot of undeserving people and things in it. What I mean is that you don't deserve. Grace. But by the grace of God and faith. Yeah. Right? By grace through faith. Yeah. You have those people in your life. You have those things in your life. And you have certain influence that you shouldn't have by faith. Exactly. Second question to ask yourself, who beyond me has experienced my faith? Meaning this, who can say, wow, I got this grace gift that Pastor Jonathan was talking about. By John coming into my life, by Jonathan coming into my life, like, wow, it changed me. I had an experiential knowledge of God through mm -hmm. contact with John and what he was believing for. Can I say that with anyone around me, anyone in my family, anyone in my, my, my close people? Like, can they say that about me? Dude, um, I was just going back to the story of the four crazy friends. They, that guy was healed from their faith. Yeah, I guarantee you that guy, that was a game-changing moment for him. Their faith affected his life to the point where he got off out of that off of that bed. So your faith, and then even back to the podcast of Rough Faith, um, your, your faith getting to a point where it can protect and provide for you, it can protect and provide for other people. And that's what you want. One example, which was a cool moment I'll never forget, is there was a young adult who came to young adults long ago, probably about a year and a half after that story with Eric, my friend. And I was connected in the young adults. I stayed faithful to the church. I came and this new guy came. And the moment he came, I'm like, man, we're going to see this guy get saved. So we, we, 
he came and he, he was hanging out. He kept coming and one service I shared with him and he got saved and his family was all from Pennsylvania and they came from Pennsylvania and we went out to dinner one night at smoke and his dad came with us, ate with the young adults. It was kind of weird having one <laughs> older guy that I didn't know at the table. <laughs> but afterwards I left, I shook the father's hand. He said, I'll always remember you as the person who prayed with my son to receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior. That's how somebody else has experienced your faith in their life. Yeah. Again, you not being the destination, Jesus being the destination. Uh, I'm going to add on again. I'm going back to the four crazy friends again, because I actually was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this post and I'm like, oh, that totally lines up with what I was saying. Because they said, it it was basically what I just said. Uh, A dude got healed because of his friend's faith. So don't ever discount your prayers for your friends. So when God puts your friend, uh, somebody on your heart, pray for them. A lot of times we just think like, that's not really doing anything, but if their faith could have, get that guy healed, like your, your faith filled prayer for that person. I mean, when God puts someone on your heart, do it. Or when you, when you talk with someone, they're like, pray for me, man. You're like, yeah, I will. I will. Like so many times we just say like, I will. And then you completely forget it. Either pray for them in that moment or write it down. That's so good. Do it in the moment. And, it doesn't yeah. have to be a long prayer, but at least pray for them yeah. and then allow off that short prayer, the Holy yeah. Spirit to bring them back to your remembrance. Implement the five second rule. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Last uh, question, right? Last question. Who can I share my faith with this week? So hopefully after the first question, has my faith changed myself? We're, we're recognizing how it has. We're sharing that with somebody so they can experience your faith. And thirdly, you're going, who else can I share it with? When you do that, you're living outside of selfishness in love. And love is the fuel that causes your faith to grow and to operate. Faith worketh by love. It says that in Galatians 5. So again, put on the glasses See your faith in three directions. Mm. Turn the lens away from yourself to the world around you. And I believe just as James said, hey, you're not asking God or you're asking for your own selfish reasons. That's why it's not working. And also, he's talking about wars and jealousies and Mm. anger all coming from our own desires. When we start having desires that are God-led with people around us, sometimes it'll heal our heart. Amen. That's going, it, man. Are we going wisdom of the day now? We're going wisdom of the day. All right, man. All right. Um, I well, I like the stories that you told um, because the reason why we tell stories or give practical examples is because it hits home even more, um, and it shows you know it shows like how can the word of God be applied in present day life, and so the stories that you shared were very encouraging and uplifting. I know that's not really wisdom of the day, but what you shared about your friend that was in your wedding. I just think that's so cool. Um, so that just ties into kind of what I said when something, when God puts something on your heart, act on it because the fruit in the future um, yeah, is one of my tremendous. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I really like what you said about we should have things in our life that yeah. are pictures of gifts of grace yeah. and of faith. And so often we, we try, especially as men to live the self-made life yeah. and like, man, okay, I, I got this, I got this. But if we just open up to what God can do through faith, we'll have so many things. And the greatest things are not yeah. the natural possessions, but the relationships mm-hmm. we have. We'll have some relationships that we go, man, I couldn't have had this without the grace of God and God's faith working through me. So man, praise God. Let's live a life that is way more than what we deserve. Amen. Let's be men of faith. Let's do it. Will you pray us out, brother? Yes, sir. Father God, thank you uh, for the 
encouraging word that was brought by my brother here across the table. Thank you, Father God, that we would be people who uh, live a life of faith because we know it's only faith that pleases you, but it wouldn't be a, a singular direction. It wouldn't be a, a one-sided, selfish type of faith. But as he was talking about uh, three directions, Father God, that we would really care about our influence, our circle, the people around us, our family, um, our friends, Father God, other people. Uh, Lord Jesus, just help us to gain uh, the perspective that you do. You're always mm -hmm. thinking of others you did on the cross. You weren't thinking about yourself. Um, you were thinking about human humanity. Um, and so I just thank you, Lord, that we can have that same type of heart um, and vision for those who are around us, Father God. Let our faith be three-directional. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it for this week, but you can be confident. We'll be back next week on the Sewing and Growing Podcast with Jay and Jay.